listen to this crowd, folks. It's deafening. The Hawkeye faithful smell blood. Our stadium. Our city. Our state. Across Interstate 80 and up and down I-35. From the Missouri River to the Mississippi River. Capital to Old Capital. This is Hawkeye Country. It's that time. Time for the Nebraska Hawks Nest Podcast. Your Hawkeye oasis in a Nebraska desert. Swarm the 402 with Adam, the Miller Light Delight, and one of the yeah. greatest kickers in Hawkeye football history, Kyle Slicker. Now go, Hawks! Oh, welcome back. To the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye Oasis, located in a Nebraska desert. It's sad news, sad news. Um, we're all in mourning right now. Uh, my favorite player, probably your favorite player, the most talented player on the Iowa Hawkeye football team, Cooper DeGene, we found out is out for the season. That's horrible news. Um, Matt, Six weeks. I don't know about the season. He might make the bowl game back if he can heal. It's a fibula. Broken fibula. So I'm going to be honest with you. Like I could care less about the citrus bowl or the outback bowl, whatever it is we're going to play. Like, I just don't care about that. I'd, I'd much rather beat Nebraska and go to the big 10 championship. Like, you know, that, that other stuff I'm just not overly concerned about, but like, I don't know what, what, what feelings, um, what roller coaster of emotions did you go through Matt when you heard this horrible news? Well, um, I thought about last year's Iowa-Nebraska game when Cooper went out and we got torched by that corner the entire time. Yeah. The only good thing about it happening ahead of time is the corner that's going to fill in is going to have time to prepare at least. So hopefully they get him up and running into speed. Not sure what they're going to do about the punt game because Cooper was probably one of the best punt returners we've had on our team ever. Yeah. I mean, the dude just has, I mean, he always caught the ball. He ran with the ball. He wasn't afraid to grab it and in, in, uh, in coverage and, and take some hits. And I mean, he made plays. So it's going to be a tough loss for the special teams and the defense. So I, I hope they're prepared. I hope they come up, come out fired up against Illinois. Illinois is going to be tough. So yeah, it's a, it's, it was, it was a roller coaster ride for me. I was, not happy. Kyle, how does that affect the locker room? I mean, you know, some of us as fans have an obvious thought of what the, you know, what the feelings like that would be, but you, you lose one of the key players, one of the most talented players in the history of Iowa football. You know, is that something that you really can rally a locker room together? Or is that something that just takes your knees out from under you and makes it difficult to keep going? It's a punch in the gut, definitely. But I mean, uh, if you're if you're a good Division One football team um, that has good leadership, and I'm not just talking about the coaches, but you know senior leadership, junior leadership, uh, I guarantee there's guys two, three, four deep behind Cooper who don't take this the right the wrong way, but have seen this now. Like, shit, I need to step up. Like, here's my chance. So it's kind of like me with Kading, you know, like I got to sit behind him for two years and watch everything that he did. And of course he didn't get hurt, but when it was my time to shine, it was my time to shine. And I think there's a lot of young players on the squad that uh, um, are looking at this as, as their time to shine too. And that, you know, 
guys, when you're sitting behind the scenes and, you know, the all-stars doing everything in front of you and you're running reps and trying to impress coaches and earn your second in line spot, like there's a lot of competition, uh, healthy competition that goes on. So I personally think that um, while we're not just going to reload another Cooper regime, um, there's going to be someone that steps up big time and fills those shoes. I mean, look at the 2004 Hawkeye team. We had Sam Brownlee step in. What we hit, I mean, you know, we had a, we had a ton of injuries that year and, and, and each player uh, in line next in line stepped up and um, got the job done. So, yeah, I mean, it's been unbelievable how many key injuries we've had this year. Cade McNamara, Eric, all Luke Lachey, and now Cooper DeGene, literally, about our five best players on the team are down. I don't know. The offensive linemen didn't play last week either. It's the turf, Starting. guys. Go it might be. Sure might be. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with it at all. I mean, it, it very it very possibly could be. I mean, we noticed as soon as there was field turf came to play, now like ACLs are getting torn left and right. You know, Shred it like that. Yeah. That, that that kind of injury happened before, but not at this rate. And uh, guys, we just want to let you know, too, we know the Iowa women's game is on. So we're going to make it a little bit quicker tonight so everyone can get to that game. Um, our viewership is significantly lower tonight, and that might be why. So um, I would definitely much rather watch those ladies as well. They're a lot more talented than we are. Um, I got it on beside me. So if you see my head turn, that's why. Which What's channel is it on? Fox Sports 1. Uh, FS1. Okay. Okay. Um, and it is a barn burner. We are down by two points. It's 37 35 in the second half in the third quarter here. So we are struggling a little bit on uh, offense. Uh, Leroy says one of the most talented players in Iowa football history. I don't know about that, but he's good. Um, I respectfully, Leroy, disagree. I think uh, for a guy that's as versatile as he is, they can make such a massive impact on defense and special teams. <laughs> like he does, and we noticed in the Nebraska game last year when he went out how glaring of a hole that was and how he got lit up and destroyed um, by Nebraska just because one player went out. Um, yeah. He's pretty phenomenal. Every touchdown they scored was on that side of the field, on that corner. And honestly, too, like on defense, you know, he he just makes so many stops, and you don't really ever see anybody – break his tackle rarely ever so um he's going to be sorely missed and i think he's by far the most talented player on this team for sure um and in my opinion one of the most talented players we've ever seen walk through the program he's going to be a first round nfl draft pick if he decides to go this year um ari gold says cheers same to you brother um scott says caden wetchin let's go he has some nice speed next man up i hope i hope he's prepared i hope he's ready to go because we've seen in the past you know We've always had depth issues, but you know, Kyle, I'm not sure how, how it works because we've talked, I've talked to coaches and I know Tom Osborne was really famous for doing this with getting guys a high amount of reps during practice. And it sounds like to me, again, I'm not an expert on it, but when we have a backup for like Cooper's backup, go in, in a game like that, granted he's younger and doesn't have the experience, but I mean, he flat out looked like a guy that didn't know what the heck he was doing and why is that Kyle? Like, what are your thoughts from um, obviously from special teams for being a kicker, you're going to have a little bit of a different view, but like as a fan, it's shocking to see a backup be that have that much of a drop off. Granted, there's going to be some, but that was, that was pretty insane. 
Yeah, I mean, there might be some stage fright stuff going on. I mean, if it if it happens game in and game out, then you know, um, I would I would um, chalk it up to something else. But if it just was one game, but you know, let me remind you too. Like this kind of goes back to what I've, I've stated in the past, where like you know, your players, your coaches are only as good as the players' ability to execute the plays on the field, and you might have an entire week of amazing prep, amazing practice, hundreds of reps for everybody. No one dropped a ball. Everyone made their field goals. You know what I mean? And then come game day, it all goes to shit um, for, for whatever reason, or there's half the squad that, you know, half of the 11 man squad doesn't do their, their, uh, their job, whatever. Um, but, you know, I would chalk that particular, if it just happens once, just stage fright, man, they'll get out of it. They'll get knocked. You know, the coaches will see it and knock them on their, uh, you know, you just slapped on the helmet that's pretty damn loud. Uh, it wakes you up pretty quick. Well, you know, I don't know what you guys think about this, but I think it's pretty damn remarkable that we're eight and two. One of those losses was a complete screw job. It was not a fair catch. Um, that, you know, w- with all the injuries that we've had and then also marching out one of the worst offenses in the history of college football season that were eight and two. That's insane. Um, that is a, typically a performance of a team that would probably be two and eight. Uh, but with that stellar defense, uh, it, it really makes it, it makes some world of difference. Just if, like we said, if we could have kept some guys healthy, um, is this something, Matt, in your opinion, that is, again, we always look to with Coach Doyle being gone. Is this have something to do with our strength and conditioning program? Because, again, I know we've had injuries, but like this, like this is one of the worst stretches of injuries we've ever seen or. You know, do you feel like it's something that we're not doing properly with the intensity and the level of performance? And I want to hear your thoughts on that next, Kyle. But is that something that's happened or is this just stupid luck? Yeah, so actually somebody brought that up on uh, the Nebraska Hawks Nest Messenger that I was talking with. And uh, I think the broken leg on Cooper, I mean, as, as strong as he is and as tough as he plays, he's just 110%, 110% of the time. So I think that was just bad luck on his part, which is unfortunate. The other ones, with the ACLs and all the injuries we see, I mean, strength and conditioning might come into play. I mean, I, I've, I've brought it up before. I think that it's not been the same um, since, but – I'm not saying that the other guy isn't as good as Doyle or, or is keeping up. I know Kyle's op- opinion on that. He really um, cherishes that guy and, and thought he did a really good job with him. So I can't talk down on the the new guy because he's good, you know, from what we've heard from the inside. So the turf, I know Kyle said that too. Also, I mean, he's, he's talked about the turf being bad for injuries and not given like it should and, yeah, it's just so hard to tell. Our injuries have definitely been high, but a couple of those guys with Eric All and uh, Caden McNamara, they've been hurt before at Michigan. So, yeah, is it are, are they injury prone a little bit? I, you know, I just don't know what to to pin it down on. Bad luck. I, you know, I had a instructor in school say I'd rather be lucky than good, and here we're not lucky. So, yeah, I get that that statement holds to heart here more and yeah. more as these guys as these guys go down. 
That's a great point. Kyle, I want want to put a little twist on you and off of Drew's comment, Drew Shipley here. Are we going that hard in practice in mid-November? And I want you to answer to this, Kyle, that Cooper is breaking his leg or just another product of the turf surface. Has every injury this year been on the turf? That's a great question. Are you at this point of the season, Kyle, are we going as hard and as intense in practice as we are in during the summer and during uh, preseason camp? Like, what does that intensity look like? Well, there's definitely a tempo that's established by the coaching staff at the beginning of practice. I mean, even as you progress towards the end of the week, towards game day, the practices die down and they're strategic in that nature. So um, now as far as intensity goes, yeah, I mean, guys are buzzing around. I mean, you know, I played with Bob Sanders, Matt Roth, you know, like, there's guys like that that just don't know how to go half speed. And as much as you try to control the tempo uh, uh, and the intensity of practice, you're always going to have guys out there that um, <laughs> are just balls to the wall no matter what and don't know how to tone it down. So yeah. I don't know how this happened. Um, I do think it's a combination of both. I mean, more soft tissue injuries happen on turf. I mean, look at back in the 80s and 90s when AstroTurf was super popular. There were a ton of injuries that happened then too, you know, torn ACLs. Yeah. Uh, torn Achilles, you know, soft tissue stuff, but a breaking a leg. I mean, this, you know, there's multiple angles. We can look at this, you know, did he have a small fracture that was, you know, tearing, you know, like, was there an underlying thing theme here? And it just, you know, took a bad turn or did he get hit? You know, who knows? We, we, we don't really know for sure. Um, but uh, it's, uh, you know, injuries happen, man, you know, and yeah. unfortunately it's getting colder out. It's harder to warm up. It's harder to keep the blood flowing. Um, I mean, gosh, I tore my quad at this time of the year after we won the Big Ten Championship against uh, uh, – I'm sorry. It was uh, after the Minnesota game in 2000. Yeah. At Minnesota. It was the week week of prep, the week of practice in between that game and the Wisconsin game where we won the Big Ten at home. I tore my quad and didn't practice all week. And it was an overuse injury. I just, you know, was kicking thousands of footballs thinking yeah. that that's, that's how you get better. But I quickly learned that's, that's not. And uh, I didn't practice that entire week. And um, we didn't have another kicker on, on the roster. And come, come Friday, I travel with the team. And uh, a Saturday morning, wake up, travel to the game. And I'm warming up, excruciating pain. Went, you know, went through treatment and all that stuff throughout the week. And uh, they took me up to the locker room and just minutes before kickoff uh, gave me a cortisone shot. And I kicked three field goals that game. All my kickoffs went through the end zone. And uh, yeah. won. <laughs> that's called being a baller, man. You're just yeah. powering through no matter what. Yeah. Is, I was, that cortisone. I, was yeah. I was I was sore as shit for the next week. But, uh, you know, yeah. we, had bull, we had bull prep at that point. So no one gave a shit. <laughs> yeah, you had a month or so to practice or to recover then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Excruciating pain. See, Kyle is was giving up his body for Iowa football. We're giving up our livers. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't enter the transfer portal. You know, like I, you know, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that, Kyle. And again, like um, when you're um, when you're getting a needle like that, because Kyle wants to know how big that needle is. Is there any thought in your head, Kyle, that you're like, shit, is this going to cause permanent damage? Or are you just like, yeah. you know what, I'm going to do what I got to do to yeah. be there for it, my team. So it all happened real quick. And I remember um, Lucas to, to, oh, he does. to answer your question. It was, um, it was probably like this. Uh, 
you know, just enough to go into the belly of the muscle. Um, but you know, it all happened really quick. I remember walking, warming up and, uh, my wife now at the time was on the sidelines and she knew that I was hurt, you know, cause I spent a lot of time with her and, and, uh, that particular year. And I remember going over to the sidelines and telling her like, I mean, it was excruciating, excruciating pain before every, before the whistle blows, when we go, when the team goes back into the locker room after warming up, coach Ferentz always has a little conference. You might notice this next time I watch cause he'll talk to the punter and he'll talk to the kicker. And he just, you know, gained some insight on, hey, like, where are you feeling good at facing north? Where are you feeling good at facing south? You know, what's your what's your power look like? What's the wind doing? Tell me what I need to know so that during the gameplay, I can make the right decision if we're going for a field goal or not. And I remember telling Coach Ferentz, like, look, I, um, I think actually, I think I lied to Coach Ferentz and I said, good to go. You know, fifty plus this way, fifty plus that way, swirling a little bit. I can't remember exactly what I said, but <laughs> I, I immediately went upstairs uh, with the team and I went straight to the doctor and um, he sat me down on the floor and, you know, in a small room and uh, like um, he briefed me on what's about to happen. And he's like, look, this, this can create uh, scar tissue, you know, like you're going to have to live with this for the rest of your life. And I was like, well, we got a game to play, like, and I'm the kicker. Yeah. So like, get on with it. And he made a little, uh, he asked me where, you know, he kind of poked around where it hurt and uh, made a little X with his uh, fingernail and got the needle out and bam, within, I mean, within probably a minute, guys, it felt like a million bucks. Nice. Went, went, down, <laughs> went down and yeah, I mean, look at the stats, like that game, <laughs> um, it, it, I can't remember, uh, I, it just felt really good. I was, I was blown away, so. That's why Kyle's one of the biggest kicker, one of the best kickers in Iowa football history. They needed to get a wheelbarrow to carry his nuts out of the stadium that day because that's how big they were after doing yeah. something like that. Yeah. And then I got trapped. I got trapped on the on the on the yeah on the side of the field, and that's when someone um, picked me up and carried me across. It was pretty cool. Um, Hawkeye Howard said this weekend's game scares me. Don't know what offense is going to show up. None of us do, Howard. We don't have a damn clue. Um, Brett Bielema always comes to play against Iowa, so we're going to cover that here in a second. Um, but want to want to put out there first. I got a notice that all everyone's shirts shipped out and shirts and hats. So um, yep, you guys I got should, my notice. You I guys should too. be you guys should be getting those. I, I saw by later in the day, Friday, maybe Saturday. So mine said Saturday delivery. Okay, mine, mine said Friday. So there it's coming from West of me. So that's, that makes sense. Um, we're all worried too, Howard. We're not sure what the heck's going to happen and just hope that the defense plays well enough, at least with Cooper gone that, you know, we can hold it together and finish this one out. But, you know, because if we win this one, we outright, you know, win the West and then, we need to freaking beat Nebraska this year. None of us want to deal with that crap again, like last year. That right. sucked. So, well, well, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you're but, fine. But one thing I want to I want to predict here, uh, based off of I think what's happened in the past is, you know, I think the team will recognize. I'm sure, they have already. Cooper is a big part of special teams and the defense. Like he's a big part. So, you know, usually when things like this happen, you see other aspects crank up the notch. So what I'm kind of anticipating to see is like, as a result of this, the team knowing that, Hey, like this, this part of the, our team right now is down and needs help. 
what other areas are going to crank it up even more. And I think that the, I, I think that we'll see a buzz in offense uh, this week as a yeah. result of this, you know, like someone's who's going to be the catalyst, like someone in that locker right now is saying it's going to be me. Yeah. And, you know, so. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Well, Scott James brings up a great point, Matt, that the Illinois D is not real scary. Um, that has been well reported that that's one of the more disappointing uh, units in the Big Ten this year. They were supposed to be pretty good. So maybe we'll put 20 points up max. So I mean, I think if we can score 20 points, we're probably OK um, in this one. But um, I don't know, Matt, what how, how do you uh, how do you feel about this one? Uh, going up against Illinois, um, it's at it's at home, I believe. Um, it's at home. What are you What are you thinking in this one, Bud? You think we're going to pull this one out, or is Brett going to get us? They can They come to play. Brett gets them fired up for this one. I know he wants this one real bad. If the offense can score like they did against uh, Rutgers, um, I think we'll be fine. Uh, the defense is going to hold even with Cooper being out. I think defense and special teams are going to be okay. Um, like Kyle said, they, they seem to fill in those gaps. It's a big hole to fill. Don't, don't get me wrong, but, uh, those guys are ready to step up and, um, hopefully that corner that fills in for, for Coop knows that. And I mean, I I know he does. He's, he's probably freaking out a little bit about the, the, the position he's got to fill. Um, I don't know who's going to, return punts though nobody said that i doubt that corner returns punts so it'll no. be interesting who they put back there uh that could determine some things it's i think we're gonna win still yeah. just because the offense looked a lot better and the defense um like they said isn't that scary so yeah you gotta put up points we have to in this situation um just to just to get through so it is senior day Seems like we always struggle a little bit in the first quarter after senior day. So I worry a little bit about that, but those guys. Yeah. Hey, Ray Roberts, you the man. Thank you. Hey, hey guys. I also found out that one of my former teammates, Mike Elgin listens to the podcast. So I want to give him a quick podcast. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. You the man, Mike. Miss you guys. Mike, Mike Elgin, the man. Yeah. Let's get him. Let's get him on with us in a, yeah. the next month or so. Awesome. He would love, love to it. have him on. That Heck, guy was yeah. a, the guy was a beast. Michael, hell yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Ray, you know, says, "Well done, Kyle." Ray is your number one fan, Kyle. Um, he has he has made some videos and um, pro- professed his love for your playing <laughs> on, on the field when you played. So Ray is a big Kyle Schlicker supporter, as are we. So 
Um, and then, and Ray's also a great Nebraska Hawks nest supporter. So Ray, we love you, man. Um, we, I don't know if, if does Ray have a shirt, Lucas, let us know. If not, we need to get Ray a shirt because he's one of our ride or die Nebraska Hawks nesters for sure. Um, and then Ray says the Lady Hawks are in a bat- basketball in a battle. Now, hold on, Ray. Don't call them Lady Hawks because woke America doesn't like that. No, it's girls. I, you can't call them girls. Ladies, okay. Yeah, well, I got I got ripped apart for calling them Lady Hawks. Why can't oh, they really? Just be, yeah, why can't they just be Hawkeyes? Hawkeyes women's basketball. You can't say Lady Hawks. Apparently, that's politically incorrect. And the team says ladies, <laughs> Lady Hawks. When you go on uh, Iowa women's basketball uh, Facebook page, they say Lady Hawks. I'm just telling you on Twitter what woke America did, and they flipped out on me. So, well, if you want to know the update, it's 46 to 42 Iowa right now, and it's just okay. about the end of the third quarter. It's four seconds left. Okay, so be careful on the Lady Hawks. It's just, uh, you know what? Don't be careful. I think Lady Hawks is fine. March forward, my friends. Lady Hawks. Um. I want to talk quickly about, Matt, what you thought about the Iowa Creighton basketball game. I was able to go, and I was pleasantly surprised by what I saw out there on the court with such a young team. I saw a lot more cohesive of a team than I think I've ever seen under Fran. Um, I They hung with the number eight team in the country for the vast majority of the game. Creighton fans walked out of there stunned. I had about 15 to 20 of them pull me aside and be like, you guys have a really – damn good basketball team and i said well they're young as hell there was times we had three four freshmen out on the court like and our new starting center mr mid-range i mean it it was unreal but what were your thoughts on the game matt i was i was very impressed with how they played uh the the freshman that they actually put in played really well under pressure it was a away game so they had the creighton crowd behind them um I mean, the scoring was unbelievable. The pace of that game was crazy how fast back and forth it went. Uh, we, I mean, it was knotted up at half. Uh, if Creighton would have went, wouldn't have went on that little run in the second quarter right off the halftime, you know, when we brought it down to five, I think it would have been a lot closer than that, and we could have pulled that one off. Uh, Peyton Sanford actually didn't play as well as I thought he would. He got a little bit shaken up there and, uh, didn't, you know, he didn't, uh, after that didn't really score a whole lot. So he was shaken up. Uh, I thought Tony Perkins played really well. I thought, uh, that number 13, who was a fresh, true freshman that was back there. He had a, uh, I mean, he had a hell of a game, uh, Cricky, holy crap. Where the hell did he come from? Wow. What year I mean, is he? He he's a transfer. He's a transfer in. I believe he's a junior this year. Oh man. We got him <laughs> We got him for another year hopefully if he doesn't I doubt he'll go to the NBA draft, but I mean, dude, that kid could hit just inside the arc like nobody else I've seen. I mean, that guy and he could guard down low. Yeah. I mean, it was it was impressive. All the all the guys played really cohesively like you said, Adam. It was it was nuts. I was very impressed with that team. And to, to lose by eight to number eight Creighton at Creighton, that's a, a feat. Yeah. And they if they play like that through the Big Ten, we're going to upset some teams that aren't ready. Yeah. For I, 
I'll be honest with you. Like I, I definitely started to fall out of love with Iowa men's basketball, just with the same crap year in and year out, not playing defense, losing in the first round of the NCAA tournament, finishing between fifth and seventh in the big 10 every year, like the same crap every year. And I was just like, you know what? I, I'm not going to get into the ups and downs of the men's basketball season just to watch the same result every single year. And that was kind of how I felt last year. And then again, they, you know, laid an egg and crapped the bed for the first round again. But then this team, to me, feels different. And I hope that continues. I hope that I don't change my opinion on that because they actually sparked my interest again. And I'm kind of wanting to watch them play. Uh, so I, I hope this does continue. Uh, Lucas says that Ray needs a shirt. I want to get your guys' opinion on this. Uh, Lucas put in the comments, did Ray buy a shirt? Because we just had a pretty big T-shirt sale. And if Ray didn't buy one of those shirts, I think Ray can go out, go without a shirt, in my opinion. So, <laughs> you know, we, we, had a, we had a $22 tri-blend, super soft, high-end T-shirt, Bella Canvas. <clears throat> and if you passed on a $22 Nebraska Hawks Nest super ultra soft T-shirt, now you just don't know a good value if he slapped you in the face, folks. That's about as good as it gets. Wait till you guys that ordered those get those in the mail. You're going to be happy with this shirt. It is phenomenal. So I'm pretty excited about that. We got Hank the Golden Retriever hanging out behind us. Love Hank. Um, I like what Drew says. If there's a silver lining, you're giving Phil Parker the better part of a week to make it work better than happening on Saturday. A hundred percent. I still don't feel great about that, but you know, you're you're giving Phil a little bit of time to to make adjustments and you know get who I I'm not, I can't remember exactly who the backup is at this point but we're able to get some reps make the adjustments find out who's going to be doing punt returns and, and make some adjustments so I I think that's a great point so um, I also wanted to um, touch base on Kyle with this Illinois game and Brett Bielema Kyle knows Bielema and. Uh, you know, he's a Bielema fan as well. I think, you know, I think Coach Bielema, like Kyle and, and Matt, I think believes this too, is a really good football coach. I think Illinois had an out-of-the-park hire with him. Kyle, how, how are you feeling about this game against the Illini? Do you think we're going to pull this one out? Because Coach Bielema has been really difficult for Kirk to beat. Sure. I think it's going to be feisty. I think it's going to be a fight to the end. Um You know, Coach Bielema, I mean, uh, he's doing some great stuff. Uh, I mean, pretty much... Anywhere he goes, he's been t- he's been turning uh, everything uh, not to gold, but you know it's uh, he's been doing well. You know, Illinois past geez twenty years, they've never been. I've always kind of like looked past them as like a man. Eh, it's Illinois, you know, like. But uh, everyone has their turn, you know. Um, and uh, while Illinois, the actual stadium of Illinois, is terrible to play at as far as, far as special teams goes and kicking. Um, you know, coming to Kinnick and coming into this atmosphere, it's at Kinnick, right? Yes. At Kinnick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. This one's at Kinnick. Next one's in, unfortunately, Lincoln. What time is the game? 2.30. Yep. That's a good time because, you know, around three, four, five, the sun's coming down. I mean, it's just a different atmosphere in Kinnick. That gives us plenty of time to get a nice bus before kickoff, too. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, and you guys know my stance on um, the 11 a.m. <laughs> games. They were terrible. No one was awake yet. None of they're them too early. I mean, uh, that's just a little too early. <laughs> we got to start drinking at 6 a.m. to be ready for a kickoff. Man. That's yeah. just like, that's asking a lot of all of our bodies, your bodies as players and our livers. It's but we too do much. it. 
We'll still do it, though. I will gladly go through that for uh, my yeah. favorite football team. I think, in, I think in the five years I was there, we only had, I mean, you know, maybe one of you stack geniuses out there can uh, prove me wrong, but I, I want to say five night games. Like, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Kid me? Like, it just didn't exist. I mean, maybe there were more, uh, maybe 10. Um, but either mm-hmm. way, my thoughts on Illinois coming in. It's going to be a feisty one. It's going to be a fight to the end. It's tough to come into Kinnick and play, but Bielema scares me um, because I like him and he's a good guy. And he he, he really uh, has an effect on his players that uh, he's in charge of, and they want to win for him. So it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. I mean, speaking of good stats here, um, Hawkeye Howard said our kickers missed two field goals uh, two weeks in a row. You know, do you feel like that's starting to get in his head, Kyle? Is that something that's going to follow him around? Or do you feel like, hey, like that's what kickers do, man. We move on and he's not going to worry about it. Uh, well, Drew Stevens, well, first of all, is to me, this is a two-part answer. So I don't I don't think, I mean, if you, it, it's all about how you bounce back. Um, if you miss two field goals in a row, that's when, that's when I start to have concerns and and I think that only happened to me one time in my career. And, you know, that was my first starting year. I think it was Purdue. I missed three. I can't remember exactly what the stats were, but, you know, missing one, but then figuring out how to correct and bouncing back and making the next one. I mean, that's a huge relief, uh, at least for me. And I learned that from Caden. And Caden, you know, he didn't miss too many field goals in his career. So I got to see when he did make a field or miss a field goal, how he reacted and adjusted to that stuff. And um, uh, what Drew Stevens, what year is he? At, what is Drew? I'm not really sure. I'm not yeah. sure. Get with that research star, team on that real quick. Hang on. I mean, is is he really only? So he, this is his second year of kicking footballs for the for University of Iowa. Yeah, but and he's, he's always three. missed one and then made the rest through the games. So he's never yeah. missed consecutive. So he's he has the first one. So he was a true freshman starter. Mm. Uh, he's a sophomore this year. And did he okay. play last I'm year? I'm so confused with like, how many years of eligibility does he have left? Seven? Like, how does it work? These days? I, I don't know anymore. A couple. Um, I know. He's got a couple. So, all you have to do is like, like not for sure after this year. Like, I play another year? You guys have, you know how many times I've dreamt about that? Like, the same oh, dream yeah. every time. Get a call Jeez. from Coach Friends. Hey, we got another year of eligibility for you. And I don't know anybody on the team. And then I go and the, the dream always ends with me like, uh, you know, I can't find a sock or something, or I don't have my gear locker code or something. Yes. And um, then Kyle's got to go to the bathroom like halfway through the yeah. first half because his prostate's acting up. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what I was going to say is by now, Drew's kicked enough field goals and he's been in enough situations where he should be really focusing on being. I mean, guys, it used to eat me alive um, when I would just miss one, even just. You know, it would just it would just eat me alive. Um, and my goal would be to be, you know, your goal is always to be perfect. When you're a specialist like that, you don't want to be missing one or get that yeah. one out of the way so you make the rest because that one that you miss could be the difference in the game. You know, like. Um, but I to answer whoever's question that was was that Drew again? Oh, uh, that was Hawkeye Howard. Yeah, Hawkeye Howard. I mean, I I I don't think it's in his head. Um, he seems fluid. You know, these kids, man, these days. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me in 10 years if, if like someone kicks a 70 yard field goal. I mean, it's, it's getting to the point where, you know, yeah. kicking the ball out of the end zone is literally the norm. Well, 
South Bend Hawkeye called out a potential troll on the show. Uh, he says, FYI, FYI, fellas, Leroy Biscuit Watermelon is a troll from the UM fan base. No reason to acknowledge his BS on here. Post up what real Iowa fans say. Um, Leroy Biscuit, have some explaining to do. Um, if, uh, if you are an imposter, we can put him in timeout on here or ban him. So um, thanks for calling that out, South Bend Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> Well, you, you have been exposed if you are truly a Michigan fan. Um, then we have uh, Illinois. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the Scott Jane says the Illinois quarterback, John Paddock. Wow. 24 for 36 for 507 yards. I don't know if an Iowa quarterback's done that since like Chuck Long. Uh, if ever four TDs, one interception, like last week versus Indiana. And he led a fourth quarter comeback against Minnesota the week before. I remember that. All right. Here's the deal. When has it? Indiana had a defense. Never. Their defense is probably the worst in the country. That's I'd true. like to see that stat. So yeah. that's fine that they put up that many and they actually, I think it was a crazy high scoring game, but that just means our offense has a chance. And our defense, even without Cooper, is, gonna, is not going to let them score 40 whatever the hell points that they scored. Yeah. Well, and there's a reason why Tom Allen, the Indiana coach, is probably going to be looking for a new job next season and be a nice coordinator somewhere. But that Indiana job's going to be open. They stink. Terrible defense on Indiana. I I don't remember the last time Indiana had a good defense. And Tom Allen seems like a really solid dude. Like, you know, he's a guy you want to root for because he seems like a really great guy. But Illinois, our Indiana stinks. And, you know, I know Indiana football sucked forever. But, you know, you see somebody like Lance Leipold going to Kansas and resurrect that piece of garbage. You know, they're actually decent. Like, here's the deal. You know, you can do it at Kansas. You can do it anywhere. That's, you know, that's my two cents on it. Next head coach at Iowa. The next what? Head coach at Iowa. <laughs> I I don't know. There's all these rumors popping up about Kirk retiring again. I I I don't know. I mean, I don't. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? Only Kirk knows. Maybe Beth. None of us have a clue. If I had to guess, I'd still say he's got another two or three years left in him. That's just my opinion. But oh, it's getting getting late. I'm getting old. Um, <laughs> do, 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 I man, I've, I've been working too hard. That's, that's I, just hope, I just hope whoever the next guy is has I love me a good Ferentz interview. I love his sarcasm, the way that he has these underlying themes and you kind of have to decipher them a little bit. And then once you get here, like, oh, oh, yeah, that's good. You know, I like him. I hope the next guy is witty like him or just comes right out and says exactly what's on his mind. He gets a bunch of violations. That'd be great. Mm. Leroy, <laughs> uh, you might be in trouble. Our, uh, our chief meme operating officer, Lucas Lee, is going to meme you. So um, I don't normally know exactly what that means or how he's going to do it, but Let's I'm excited it. to see what it is because Kyle, Kyle puts out our uh, Lucas puts out some gems. That's for sure. Um, and then we got a nice question in here. Um, South Bend Hawkeye wants to know, Kyle, um, how does Iowa find these field goal kickers with the confidence, swagger, and ability to block out the noise and be successful? Well, I think that um, it started with Kading and I uh, kind of setting the tone. Um, I think that um, definitely first and foremost with Kading, I mean, gosh, the guy was just absolutely incredible. And then, you know, uh, I like to think that, 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 I, that I picked up where he left off. And um, I think that, that 
having having Nate and I there in the same years in the same facility with the same coaches, same players, you know, like we experienced a lot of success in those five years that, that we were all there. And I think that it set a tone for the coaches too. They realized how much they need to invest in the time and effort and now money <laughs> into um, recruiting good kickers and not just someone who can kick a football, but someone who, when they're faced with adversity and pressure situations uh, and, or, you know, um, you know, situations like my torn quad, like, what am I going to do? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like tough kids who um, are able to just keep going no matter what. Um, so I think okay. that um, that's part of it. They just invest more time. Like uh, guys, I, I coach a lot of uh, high school kickers and it's unfortunate to hear what their coaches say. I'll ask these kids like, well, how many field goals did you attempt last year? And they'll be like two, you know, like that's because my, my coach is a quarter. He's a, he's a touchdown guy. And I'm like, I get that. But you know, it, once coaches realize uh, the, the importance of, of a great um, uh, kicker or punter or even just special teams unit, gosh, man, it unleashes, um, you know, I mean, just look at the punt team, look at Tory Taylor. I mean, he's, you know, he's the exception. Um, you know, Tory uh, is setting the tone. He's setting the new benchmark for future punters and stuff like that. But uh, um, once coaches out there realize the potential that uh, the type of weapon that a, a good special teams, overall special teams unit can do, all you got to do is spend more time and um, do a better job recruiting and making sure that you got the right person on the bus. No, uh, great, great insight there. Um, I love that. Um, Leroy Biscuit Watermelons come back and says that he's been watching Iowa football for a long time. So um, South Bend Hawkeye, um, Mr. Watermelon does not agree with your comments. So he's standing up for himself. Um, and then uh, Matt says, after last, last week's post game, he doesn't see him retiring. Had a ton of emotion on his face. Clearly still loves the team. Matt, you could, I think you could see that both ways. A lot of people saw that as like he's getting super emotional because this is his last year and he's on his way out. So, again, I, I, none of us know, man. Like this is it, – it's hard to it, – it's really hard to say, and only he knows at this point. So there, there's going to be speculation like this every year when he's at this point in his career when he's going to step away. So um, – and then South Bend Hawkeye says, in question for the – oh, he's the Bush Light Delight. How does one become a million-dollar farmer in Western Iowa? How did you become a million-dollar farmer in Western Iowa? Well, I don't know Iowa? who the Bush Light Delight is. One. Do you even like Bush Light? What? Do you even like Bush Light? No. Doesn't it taste the same? <laughs> Terrible. Does it all light beer taste the same? I mean, I'm sorry. Miller Light no, is a triple. Well, no, <laughs> it's a lot similar. And I like craft beer because right. the Miller Lite brought me my my palate is better because of the Miller Lite and that triple hops. It just gives me that extra tolerance to that palate and to that uh, micro brew. I love a, a good micro brew, a good seven percent, eight percent beer. Kyle, I'm with you, buddy. Um, I'm not a million dollar. I wish I knew what a million dollar farmer was. I don't know what that means even. But uh, he's he's got a field, he's bought, got a field of uh, don't you have a field of baby corn in your backyard like a little I, I bought I bought my corn. land from my aunts and uncles um, <laughs> and there's no baby corn oh I, the, I can I I should start growing the baby corn that is good with a mini track like a mini I tractor put it in my Chinese <laughs> with a what 
a, a mini tractor with like one of those little uh, RC tractor. You're controlling it from your porch, and it's that would making, be amazing. Mini corn. <laughs> you know, it's science. Sorry, I you know that's how many mini corns made. There's mini corn fields all over the world that we don't know about, run by Keebler elves. So yeah, that's right. It's just it's a fact of life. Those that, Keebler elves cookies are really good too. They can make a damn good cookie, but who the hell put an oven in one of those wooden tree houses? That's a fire hazard. But they haven't burnt the fort. Well, there is a lot of forest fires lately, so maybe that's why. Smokey the Bear is not a fan of those guys whatsoever. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Um, Matt, uh, hold on here. Matt says, I totally have, um, Adam totally has a women's game on, hence the reactions. Matt, can you give us an update on the Iowa women's score? I can here in a minute. They're doing some highlights here. I was okay. up, but not by very much. It's been a defensive battle. K-State has slowed the game down. And the Iowa women have been out of sync. Caitlin Clark has not yeah. been hitting a whole lot. She's, she's, been, she's in the game plan. And it's this close? It is 56 to 53 with three minutes and 20 seconds in the fourth quarter. Huh. Okay. It is a tight one. Goodness. Um, oh, geez. Um, South Bend Hawkeye says Matt's farm machinery is really all Ertl. Well, I, mean, I have a lot of Ertl. He does. What's Ertl? Yeah. Sorry, what, what is Ertl? Ertl, Ertl tractors, Ertl farm. Ah. And Scott says it's Scott James 5653 Iowa. So uh, thanks, Scott, for giving us the update That's here. Correct, um, Scott. Yeah. Watching so, it right over here. So when you see my head turn, it's why. Yeah. Hopefully, Caitlin just catches fire. And he has you know, not it's... been on tonight. It has been she's struggling, and she knows it. Hopefully, that doesn't go yeah, through. She, she wearing Reebok pumps. Maybe she needs to pump them up. You know, like yeah. I, I used to. I used to love those shoes. Those were so pimp back in the day. I want to get a I, pair. Uh, I had a pair of pumps. Yeah, I still, I still, I still have a pair old old ones what? in my closet oh yeah oh, yeah i do and Stop i bust it. i bust i bust them out periodically those things are like boats they're so heavy they're yeah. just like they're they're uncomfortable they're so beefy and heavy it's just like i i don't really i love to, i like to look at them more than i like to wear them so yeah yeah i don't i agree um oh, oh hold on here um South Bend Hawkeye says, Connor, okay, oh, we can't geez. play that. We're not going to say that one. <laughs> That's uh, ne- oh, next yeah. comment. That yeah, was next not comment. Adam. Yeah. That, was, that was not even PG-13. Yeah, inappropriate, South Bend Hawkeye. We're going to have to put you in a timeout chair. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. Time. I agree. I mean, but... it, it is really funny. So um, Matt Patton says 30% shooting tonight as a team. You're going to have nights like that. Are, is it at home or away? To home home okay that's that's rare so i was so there's uh they're really they they got some really tall players i mean they're they're long and uh there's i don't know they make uh stulky look small really yeah it's impressive i'm shocked 
actually. Well, I mean, they need to be tested. If we're going to go through an NCAA yep. tournament run, I agree. They, this they, is they need to be test. pushed. South Carolina is going to be the same way. So if they can't overcome this, then that's going to be the outcome of the tournament. So yeah. this is a great test for that. This is great experience for them. I'm 100% <laughs> on board with that. Yeah. Um, Drew Shipley wants to know if we want to do a pod collaboration next week. I don't know if anybody wants to collaborate with us. You might want to rethink that one, Drew. Vanilla Ice. Vanilla (laughs) Ice. What? All right. Stop. Collaborate and listen. No. I suspect with the brand brand new (laughs) invention, something. Grab a hold of me tightly. All right, guys. Kyle got got, it right away. Yeah, it took me a minute. Sorry. I've been slow lately. I pretty much throw everything into work for the week and thanks guys appreciate yeah, it yeah sorry i uh and then hawkeye howard says iowa 31 illinois 7 i a lot of points for iowa that, yeah that's a lot of points for iowa i don't know if you've been watching the same hawkeye team as we have but there's they're gonna have to be some pick sixes if we're gonna pull that one off all right boys we're gonna get it wrapped up um get everyone back onto the women's game um uh, oh, Matt. Matt says if this Hawkeye podcast wasn't so good, he'd do his own. But there is no need. And we appreciate that, brother. Nice, Matt. Um, yeah, that Matt, that's a nice compliment. We appreciate it, brother. Um, guys, let's get the win. Let's um, regroup next week. I think we will. I think we'll get it. I I haven't seen. I just want to say for next week for the Nebraska game, I haven't seen the Corn Belt for almost a year. It's gone, and I really want to get it back out. I, I want to want to cherish that championship title again, but if we don't beat Nebraska this year, now Cooper being out, I'm a little worried. Um, I'm, I'm I'm starting to look to that game now. I'm not overlooking Illinois, uh, but I, again, I worry about the Nebraska game because I have to live here. So, um, and, but Kyle's got to live in Illinois, so this is kind of Kyle's game too. You want to beat the Illini? Uh, do you even have any you know neighbors what? that are Illinois fans, Kyle? There's there's a few, but I would actually call where I live. Um, gosh, man, I'm like I'm like in the center of you know it's a eclectic mix of like Northwestern fans, Wisconsin fans, Illinois fans, Iowa fans, um, Purdue fans. You know, it's like where I live uh, in Glen Ellen, Illinois. If you look on a map, it's like. A perfect balance of like so there's you know i do have one nebraska fan that i could i could accurately throw an egg to his house it's that far it's only about 100 feet away um and he's seen the podcast and he's mentioned it to me a couple times it was one of them one of the podcasts we did last year where we were just ripping nebraska apart he, it was it happened happened to be the one that he saw and anyway yeah i can i can throw an egg at his house from my house so um I need to do that. Hey, if you invite us back, we'll help you. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh I it, used it, to do some mischievous things in high school. So Yeah. I'm I hate, well versed. Yeah, I'm never too old to vandalize. I mean it's uh <laughs> nope. The quote yeah. of the night from Kyle Sligger, never too old to vandalize. We're never yeah, too old to I, vandalize. I, yeah, I, I don't have any street lights in my neighborhood. You guys were here, so it's super yeah. hard you know, it's very like, peaceful. Put on yeah. all black, no one coyotes and everything running around. So, yeah. wild, wild west. Yeah. <laughs> all right, boys. Uh, let's have a good weekend. Let's get the W. Uh, let's move to uh, nine and two, and let's win that West. All right. Cheers. Do it. Go right, Hawks. Cheers, guys. Go Hawks. <laughs>